and win today. Hallelujah. Yes, I believe you would agree with me that we are living in perilous times. Would you agree with that statement? <laughs> perilous times, strange times, difficult times to deal with. In fact, this period we are in is what Jesus referred to in Luke 22, verse 32, when he said to his disciples, I pray your faith will not fail. At that moment, he was telling us about a situation like this that was to come where our faith would be challenged in a unique way. But remember what Prophet T.B. Joshua said, to others, this may be a crisis, but to we Christians, this period is a blessing. Why? Because it's time for us to prove our faith in God. Remember, it honors God to believe in him even while every sense contradicts him. So this period we are in is a wonderful time for us to prove our faith in God. Now, I want to ask a question and I would like to hear from one or two people who are here today. This period that we've been in for the last year during this time of the pandemic, I would like to ask you, what is the main lesson you have learned from this period? Please, if anyone would like to share uh, an answer to that. Okay, we have a brother just over here. Thank you very much, sir. If you can just introduce and share with us the lesson you have really learned from this period. Good morning and win today. My name is Izuchuku Sunday from Edo State. The lesson I have learned in this season is to humble myself. I mean, humility to the core, irrespective of my position, wealth, or whatever I must have acquired in this world. I have learned to humble myself more than ever before. Thank you, sir. Well, let's put our hands together for our brother. You remember the, the prophecy of year of humility. I think we can agree with our brother that the whole world has really been humbled at this period. Can, can we hear from, from someone else as well? The lesson you have really learned from this period. Okay, let's hear from a sister just over here. Thank you. My name is Tamno Nengu Forimbu. I'm from River State, Port Aikot. The lesson I've learned in this period of pa the pandemic is that despite the situation, I should hold God in faith. I should be faithful unto him and his word that is able to deliver us no matter the circumstances. Amen. Let's clap for our sister. Exactly. Faith is there for such times as this. <laughs> For those difficult circumstances, that's the time for us to demonstrate, exercise our faith. Okay, let's just hear from one more person. Uh, a lesson that you've learned from this period of the pandemic. Okay, we can hear from our sister just here. Thank you. Manuel. 
The lesson I've learned during the period of this pandemic, apart from humility, is love. Like during the peak of the pandemic, most of us partners were moving around, touching lives, for people to know that the greatest commandment is love. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's clap for our sister. Yes, indeed. Let love lead. Well, I, I agree with every points that was made by the three people who spoke. But I want to bring out another lesson, and I believe you would agree with me, concerning what is happening all over the world, especially for the last year. I believe you would agree with me that this time has shown we are living in an unsteady world. Would you agree with that? You, you know what I mean by unsteady? Okay, this ground, for example, we can all see that it's firm, it's secure. You know, I can move on it up and down. It's, it's steady. Just imagine suddenly the very ground you're standing on begins to shake. Left, right, up, down. You're, you're confused because you expect it to be steady, but suddenly it becomes unsteady. That is a picture of the world. For many of us, what we once depended on, we realize it is no more dependable. What we once relied on so much has been proven to be unreliable. Those we trusted, we trusted so much, we have realized that actually they are not trustworthy. Is it money? We depended on, or your job, your position, you felt that nothing could shake that position, something has shaken the position. <laughs> or that brother, you said, no, if ever there's trouble, that brother will always be there to help me. I can depend on him. He's trustworthy. He's there. He's a, he has more than enough. He'll be there to provide for me. Today, the brother that once helped you is in need of help himself. Un steady world <laughs> so now as christians since we are living in that unsteady world our belief in christ must be anchored on something beyond the things of this world our belief in Christ must be fastened, anchored on something beyond the things of this world. Okay, let me be practical here. If your belief as a Christian is based upon the blessings you receive from him, is it a, a promotion, breakthrough, new appointment, new car, new house, new this, new that. If your belief as a Christian is based on these things, at a time like this, there would be nothing for you to rest your belief on. Because we're living in an unsteady world. But let me encourage you, brethren, in an unsteady world, the only one who is steady, the only one 
who is stable. The only one who is steadfast, rock solid, is Jesus. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus says, my word will never pass away. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only thing that is stable in this world, steady, solid, is God and his word. I repeat once again, the only thing that is stable, steady, solid in this unsteady world is God and his word. That is why, brethren, nothing is more important than your relationship with God. Turn to your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor. Nothing is more important than my relationship with God. Just tell the viewers around the world, say viewers, viewers, nothing is more important than your relationship with God. That is the title of today's message. Nothing is more important than relationship with God. Now, I would like you to turn with me in the scriptures to the book of Matthew, chapter 22. Now, this is a very well-known scripture, but I want to re-emphasize it to everyone today. Matthew 22, and I'm going to read from... Verse 36. And you remember the context here. The context here is that the Pharisees and Sadducees were together and an expert in the law asked Jesus a very tough question. He asked Jesus the following question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Verse 37. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your hearts with all your soul, with all your mind. Now, what is the reason you as an Emmanuel TV partner are here today in this faith resort ground? You are here because you chose to be associated with the ministry God has given to Prophet TB Joshua. Why? Because you have seen the fruits of his relationship with God. Would you agree with that? Look at the environments we are in right now. Just take a look around you. Look around this beautiful environment. 
Just think for a moment how much was invested in bringing an environment like this. Think for a moment how much was invested to have an environment like this without any commercial gain. Without any material profits. Is there anyone here that paid tickets to enter here today? Did you drop money at the gates before you entered here today? Did you pay anything before coming here today? Everything free. Think of how much was invested. For a place to build your relationship with God. To build your spiritual life. This, where we are right now, is an example of how Prophet T.B. Joshua has been sowing to the Spirit. And we are all reaping the fruits of that relationship with God. I want you to think about that example. You are a living witness to what you are seeing. Many of us are here for the very first time. We never knew that a place like this was here. Just imagine how many years he has been on this project to have a place conducive for your spiritual growth. This is an example of the message I'm giving you today because Prophet T.B. Joshua says, and I quote, I took care of the depth of my relationship with God. And Jesus took care of the breadth of my success. Can I, can I repeat that one more time? You can write it. It's a quotable quote from Prophet T.B. Joshua. He said this, I took care of the depth of my relationship with God. And Jesus took care of the breadth of my success. Nothing is more important than relationship with God. That's the main thing about Christianity. The main thing is not about the work we do. Yes, it's important, but it's not about the work we do. It's about the relationship we maintain and the atmosphere produced by that relationship. That is all God asks us to look after. And it is the only thing that is being continuously attacked. I want to repeat that statement. Your relationship with God is all he asks you to look after. And it is the one thing that is being continuously Attacked. Whether Satan tempts you, attacks you through offense, through fear, worry, pride, guilt, lust, just name it. His intention, his aim is to break your relationship with God. 
That is the aim, the mission, the purpose of the devil. He wants to break your dependence on God, number one, your duty to God, and your communion with God. Let me repeat it. Three things Satan wants to break when he tempts you. Number one, your dependence on God. Number two, your duty to God. Number three, your communion with God. That's what Satan wants to achieve when he attacks you, when he tests you, when he tempts you. All over the world today, the devil has been trying to use this pandemic, this situation, to shake our faith in the word of God, to bring us to question the truth of God's word. But I want to share with you a very valuable lesson that will help you in your relationship with God. Brethren, whatever you place above God in your heart, whatever you look at as, as more important than God, you love more than God, that is the very thing Satan will use as a weapon to attack your relationship with God. Let, 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 me, let me use a very practical example. Practical example here. Just imagine you have a, a beautiful vehicle, a car. Just, I just, you could insert many different things as an example. I just want you to pick this as one that everyone can easily understand. Imagine you have a beautiful vehicle, a car that you love so much, you have invested so much, paid a lot to get this car. If Satan knows you love that car so much, don't be surprised when he uses it to attack you. How do I mean? Suddenly, you're on your way to a thing at church, on the way to church, on the way to the house of God. Suddenly, the car will break down for no reason. Suddenly, someone will hit that car and there'll be an accident and there's an, uh, the car is uh, damaged. There's this, uh, that. At that moment, what happens? If you love that car more than God, you begin to get annoyed. You begin to get provoked. Your heart becomes disturbed. Your joy is interrupted. Your peace is affected. Satan has succeeded in disturbing your relationship with God. Tell me why he will not keep attacking you through that car as long as you place it above God in your heart. Are you with me, people of God? Because you place so much importance on that item, that object, that material thing, Satan can easily use it as a weapon to disturb your relationship with God. You that went out that day happy, Joyful, suddenly you become sad, you become provoked, you become angry, annoyed, hold and harbor offense. Satan has succeeded. The step we must take, it's simple. See 
every situation as a reason to draw closer to God. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, say neighbor, see every situation as a reason to draw closer to God. See every situation as a reason to draw closer to God. Whether it's hard times or good times, whether it's persecution or praise, whether it's strength or weakness, if you see every situation as a reason to draw closer to God, the purpose of Satan attacking you is defeated. Remember, he attacks you so that you won't pray. He attacks you so that you become discouraged. He attacks you so that you begin to doubt. He attacks you so that you begin to fall into fear, worry, anxiety, depression. But if the reason he attacks you is defeated, instead of worry, you find yourself praying the more. Instead of fear, you draw closer to God the more. Instead of anxiety, you begin to read your Bible the more. His mission of temptation has been frustrated. Nothing is more important than our relationship with God. That is all God asks us to look after. And it's the one thing that is continuously attacked. Therefore, run to him. In good times, in hard times, whatever you face as a Christian, see it as a reason to draw closer to him. You make a mistake, as we all do, you run closer to him. God blesses you with a promotion, a blessing. You run closer to him. You draw nearer to him. The purpose of Satan in attacking you is defeated. God wants to be very involved in our lives and to walk us through whatever life brings. Do you, do you know what that means? Whatever life brings means both in pain and in pleasure. Both in a time of pandemic, sickness, plague, and a time of abundance, prosperity, good health. He wants to walk you through whatever life brings. Can I just have one person? One person, if you can come out as a quick example. Thank you very much, sir. God bless you. If, if our brother, just, just, just stand here for me. Now, a Christian simply defined as this. A Christian is one who walks with the Lord. Let's walk together, brother. Just walk with me. I, in this example, I'm going to represent God. And our brother is representing you, me, Christians today. A Christian is one who walks together with God. Now, wait. That you are close to God does not mean you will not encounter obstacles. That you are walking with God does not mean the journey is just smooth. 
It doesn't mean that we know attacks. You're not out of touch. But because you are with God, he sees you through whatever you face. Keep going, sir. We pass. We move on. We overcome. Yes, we face it, but we overcome. Now, the challenge many of us face today is that's just wait here, sir. In the course of our journey with God, we fall victim to temptation and begin to drift away from him. Now, I want you to keep going ahead, sir, but I'm going to change direction. God is moving this way. But our brother, oh, wait, wait. Our brother is now alone because he has not stayed close to God. Now, what will happen when he encounters that challenge and he's no longer with God? Remember, we greet ourselves here, Emmanuel. God is with God is with us. The question is, viewers, are you with him? He promised to be with you, to see you through whatever life brings. But when you depart from him, you depart from his ways, you depart from his word, you depart from his will. I'm going in this way as God. Now, brother, just move towards the t television. Just the television. Immediately, our brother meets an obstacle. What happens? He's alone. He doesn't know what to do. God is not there to see him through. For many of us at this minute, that's the time that we begin to remember God. <laughs> we begin to remember, ah, I need God because I'm facing an obstacle, a burden that is too heavy for me, that is too big for me. After we've tried everything, we try our human connections. They don't work. We try our strength, our intelligence, our wisdom, our effort. It doesn't work. Because we have left God, now he wants to move on, but something is blocking him, and he needs God to overcome. Are you with me, people of God? God wants to be very involved in your life and walk you through Whatever life brings, the question is, are you ready to walk with him through whatever life brings? Have your seat, sir. Let's clap for our brother. Are you ready to walk with him through whatever life brings? Because experience has shown how easy it is for one to become carried away by prosperity. And how easy it is for one to abandon post in the face of temporary crisis or setback. It's very easy. The temptations of fullness and prosperity are just as grievous as the temptations of affliction and poverty. No man can stand. 
the challenges of remaining in faith in the face of the ups and downs of this world unless God is with him. No one. Only God can enable you to maintain a stable and balanced approach to the challenges that come every day in your life in this unsteady world. That is why nothing is more important than our relationship with God. The steps you are taking without God and you think you are making it, you will still be called to come back and start afresh. In conclusion, brethren, I want to share with you three habits that will help you to build your relationship with God. Number one, talk to God every day. Prayer. Number two, let God talk to you every day by reading your Bible with devotion. Number three, talk to someone about God every day. Let me repeat this. Talk to God every day. Let God talk to you every day. Talk to someone else about God every day. This will help develop consciousness of God, his presence, his word. The first person you think of when you wake up in the morning should be Jesus. The last person you think of when you sleep at night, Jesus. Nothing will keep you on course in this unsteady world like a deep love for the Lord. Nothing will carry you through the hardship carry you through the temptation, carry you through the trial like a deep devotion to God. Learn this lesson from the life of Prophet T.B. Joshua. If you can take care of your relationship with God, he will take care of the results. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if you take care of your relationship with God, he will take care of the results. I pray this message has redirected your focus towards relationship with God. If you're here for healing, blessing, breakthrough, deliverance, it's good. Yes, it's important. Yes, but nothing is more important than your relationship with God. Take care of that. Everything else will be added in God's time, in his name, and in his way. May God bless his word in the midst of our hearts, in Jesus' name.
expecting the arrival of God's servant, Prophet T.B. Joshua, any moment from now. We want to use this time to build your faith with some wonderful testimonies. You have been watching on Emmanuel TV what has been happening, how God has used Prophet T.B. Joshua as an instrument of healing, deliverance to thousands of people who have been privileged to partake in this meeting, and the testimonies are countless. We will just bring you one or two to encourage and build your faith and get ready because today is your day. will come forth to share their testimony. We want to watch uh, for the benefit of those who are viewing the service for the first time, how they receive that wonderful deliverance in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So watch the screen of your television and see how it all happened. Emmanuel TV partners from across Nigeria experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ at the Skoan Prayer Mountain through the prayer of God's anointed servant, Prophet T.B. Joshua. Their cases, no matter how severe, did not escape the anointing of God. Before we came this morning, it's war. War. Serious war. I woke up in the morning and told her that they invited me to the mountain. He started fighting me. He nearly beat me this morning. I just keep calm. I did not talk. Does she used to beat you? Yes, she has slapped me several times. Oh. Help me. The help was instant. Immediately after the man of God prays for him, Alongside his wife, he begins to receive his own deliverance as he vomits blood and poisonous substances from his system and the Spirit of God uproots everything that is not of Jesus Christ in his life. Hallelujah, he is free. Likewise, his wife. Let's hear from them. My name is Ernest Awosal. I come from Anambra State, Nigeria. The lady beside me, she's my wife. In my home, I faced a lot of challenges. Most of her times, she can wake up one morning and start, maybe a little slight mistake. She will start telling me that uh, she don't want to live in this house again, that he regretted marrying me. It will just start early in the morning. And it, that day will be messed for me. Serious anger, not just anger, but serious one. We had a little quarrel the other time. On my greatest surprise, 
She came for where I'm sitting at the bed and started slapping me up and down, slapping me here and there. I've been watching her because I knew that uh, it's not just proper. Before I came this morning, it was just serious hell. Waking up this morning, he asked me where I'm going. I said, I'm going to the mountain. That they invited me to the mountain. He said, okay, I have started again. In fact, that I don't know why I even come to their place and mother, she's on her own. You better become a reverend sister than come to marry me. So we can understand from our brother that spirit of anger was so severe that even this morning, this couple fought heavily before even coming here. Thank God for her deliverance. Then I have uh, something in my lungs. It doesn't go up and it doesn't come down. When the prophet prayed for me, immediately it didn't come up. Like if to say there is an egg that busted. So I started vomiting. I vomited blood and poisonous substances. That is how I got my deliverance. Glory be to God.